My man Curtis Lewa, who used to um, he good dancer, man. He could hit the floor, whether it's Xenons in the city or the Funhouse in Brooklyn or Wavelengths. Pastels. All pastels. pastels. Club Zanzibar, Newark. There you go. Oh, man, that, that's, was, that's that really was risque. <laughs> yeah, By the is. way, nobody would get on the dance floor with me and want to do the grind at the end of the night because of how you labeled me with scabies. Well, I must say, you know, um, of course, I do want to thank you. All kidding aside, you are great. You're great on your own show. You're great when you fill in for me, and, and yesterday you were great again. You went and done it. Well, look, you know me. I want you to go to Hollywood. I, I want you to be on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right. Because that means more talk time for me here at WABC. Right. I got bad news for you. It's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but but you're sitting there with what looks like something you would clean your windshield with. Yeah, it's, it's, it's And bad. you're rubbing your body because you've got this uncontrollable itch. Oh, it's bad. It's got to be scabies. No. Maybe it's rickets. No, but you, you've maligned me. So mean? the other day, I go over to the New York Luncheonette. Oh, right I love down, that place. Right. Great, great food. And I first see a picture of you up there with the Israeli flag with a sash from Israel. I'm saying, I can't escape this guy. Every place I walk into, they got a picture of Sid Rosenberg everywhere. <laughs> I'm sitting down yeah. with my wife, Nancy, and then my oldest son, Anthony, and Anthony wants to sit at the next table. <laughs> and I say, Anthony, what's wrong? He goes, uh, you know, everyone at WABC says you have scabies. <laughs> yeah, well, you do. You definitely have scabies. I don't know what your oh, doctor man, told you. Oh, man, that's infectious scabies. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, Very I infectious. I can guarantee you I did not get a letter from the Department of Health of the city of New York. That was every guy's dread, every woman's dread, right? Because then you'd have to go telling everybody that you've been with right. in, like, the last few months, oh, my God. Thank yeah, God I never got a letter like that. But those days are over for you. You, oh, you love Nancy. Oh, she's the best. You're only infecting her. her. That's yeah, all. That poor soul. And, uh, you know, you remind me, I have to go to Staples after the show and print out some more 8 by 10s to give out to restaurant now, now, owners. You know how bad this is? <laughs> you know your influence, Sid? Yeah. A group, unnamed, wanted me to come in and deal with this uh, illegal alien issue. Yeah. And they say... Why don't you come once you get over your scabies? <laughs> I said, I don't have scabies. Okay, well, here's the deal, Curtis. Before you get into the uh, Harrison Bader stuff, the Eagle stuff, Eric Adams, if you don't want people to think you've got scabies, I would recommend not sitting there itching yourself like 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 some zoo animal all morning long. You're like, you don't stop. Wait a second. And you, of all people, <laughs> yeah. and now it's not enough coleslaw on the table, enough rolls. Pretty soon you'll be taking the sweet and low packs as you sit at the diner, right? Well, my uh, my grandmother, who I described as an awful, awful person, my mother's, uh, my father's mother, and I don't take, a, to take that back, she's a horrible person, uh, she lived in Delray Beach. And you go into her kitchen, I swear to God, her salt and pepper shakers were from uh, Wolfie's. Then she had uh, the sugar was from Pumpernick's. Every single, you know, beautiful restaurant that Jews would go to in Florida, she would steal everything from the sweet and low to the salt and well, pepper shakers. Well, she had it all over her kitchen it, it, in Delray Beach. It wasn't just a Jewish thing. My mother, Francesca, did exactly really? the same thing. The Italians yeah, did that anybody too? who came through the Depression, whatever you would leave on the table in the diner, they would try to stuff in their pockets. I said, Mom, how much sweet and low can you take? You don't even <laughs> use sweet and low. She goes, you never know. You never know. Sugar packs, sweet really? and low, everything. I met your mother. Everybody she was... who came out of the Depression, the same thing. I didn't know that. I did meet your 
your mother um, when I came back to New York, and I've been telling folks that, believe it or not, January the 27th of this month, about three weeks away, will be my eight-year anniversary at WABC. I was only back for a month, and you took me out with the Guardian Angels. And it was an incredible night. It really was. You, no one knows more about this city than Curtis. Every single train stop, he had some really cool, they were very cool, historical points. And when the night was over, we went back to your house in Canarsie. And your mom, God rest her soul, was still alive. She was there. She was a cherub. Yeah, but she you, was a sweet lady. You saw her sitting at the kitchen table. Yes. And you didn't see all the facts of sweet and low there. I, yeah, I didn't notice, but now that you say it, it probably they're all, was. They're all from that generation. <laughs> That's they hoard stuff because they think tomorrow we may have to be on our way. Now, for your people, they got to carry the passport. You never know. We might have to pick up and leave. We're going to put all the sweet and low packs. Now, I did mention earlier in the program that I'm the only guy that can do the sports or politics, and that's not necessarily true. So here's what give me some more credit. Yeah, oh, thank morning. you, thank you. You can do it, too. You have been a terrific sports radio guy over your career. Very, very good. Well, you, you know, you know, you know why. I've gotten fired three times doing sports at <laughs> WABC and at ESPN, Tim McCarthy. Sorry, you got to go. The boys in Bristol said... Get that guy out of there, yeah. or you won't be feeding your many yeah. kids anymore. I tell you, it wouldn't be a bad idea for John to buy another station and have guys like us do sports, ooh, ooh, too. Ooh, I like that. The courtesy was super sports. Yeah, go up against WFAN, ESPN. But anyway, we can do some... it. We can do it, Sid. I know Let's we do could. it. Well, you've got three stories today. Oh. One guy that played for the Yankees that is now a New York Met. An NFL owner who's a Jew that Justin Ellick loves that is stabbing the Jews in the back every single day. We've even got a third sports story, so take it away, Curtis. Oh, let's talk about Harrison Bader. I thought you'd be dancing the horror this oh, morning stop. when you found out that your mega-billionaire owner, Steve Cohen, actually gave a one-year, $10 million contract to Harrison Bader. So let me get this straight. So the Yankees signed Juan Soto, who may be the best young outfielder of this generation. The Dodgers get Otani and Yamamoto, two stars from Japan, and I should be dancing yes, up and down yes, because and of Harrison Bader? I'll tell you why. What was that? The kid who's from Bronxville up in Westchester, very affluent section, although originally his parents were from Bensonhurst. And the perfect couple, a Jew and a Gentile, his father Louis and his mother Janice. Now, his father's Jewish, right? Uh, is the lead counsel for Verizon. Is that right? Yes. His mother Janice Siciliano. Except Harrison Bader identifies as being Jewish. Does he really? He's going to be the next Hebrew hammer. Forget Archansky. <laughs> the Hebrew hammer will be Harrison Bader. Did he get bar mitzvahed? Uh, I don't know. We haven't gotten into uh, those so details. Because I know people that say they're Jewish. They were not. They didn't know bris and no bar mitzvah. How about we go into the uh, clubhouse and we tell him to drop <laughs> his drawers and see if he had a bris, okay? <laughs> see if he has the scars from the bris. Well, you well, know, the moyo who's shaking when they <laughs> have a scalpel in their head. You choose a crap. You let a moil who's like 98 years old yeah, shake yeah, it. Yeah, They're blindfolded, right? They spit. You talk about your grandmother with the rum and bean <laughs> yeah. stuck in her mouth. These guys look like they just had that trout. Trout rum and bean. Yeah, and I told you, the uh, former Dodger great catcher, Steve Yeager, who was in all those Dodger World Series in the 70s against the Yankees, he married a Jewish girl and at the age of 41 had to get a brisk. Oh, God. And he said, and don't forget, the reason why catchers where that protection under their chin by their neck is because Jaeger 
was the first guy ever where a batter's bat actually broke. It splintered, went into his neck. It was very painful. Uh, he said, Sid, uh, not nearly as painful as my bris uh, at the age of uh, 41. I thought you were going to mention <laughs> Mike Piazza, the Italian stallion with the shredded bat. And oh, Roger steroid, uh, yeah. steroided up Roger Clemens. Yeah, but let me get back to you. You knew the, this is the Hebrew hammer here, Harrison Bader. You know who his first cousin is? First cousin. You've is interviewed him many times. Many here. times. Scott Bale. Scott Bale? Yes. No kidding. Yes. He, you don't know this. He went to Horseman well, High School. Well, he's a, Bale is a, Bur- a Bensonhurst guy. That's right. He, he he wears a mouth guard and the lower part of his mouth yes. so that he can breathe more. I'm telling you, Harrison Bader is going to be the next Tommy A.G. in center field for the New York Mets. Are you drunk? I am not sure. Well, he's not with Tommy H. He, he's best friends with Peter Alonso. They both went to Florida University. They're called the Diesel Brothers. Well, you say Tommy as in Tommy A.G., but here's another fact, which I think is right. I believe this Bader kid still lives at home. Oh, Mama Luke. So the better analogy, not Tommy A.G., Tommy DeVito. That's right. And Tommy Cutlitz is going to come off the bench on Sunday. Oh, get out of here. And he's going to bring victory against <laughs> the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Well, if you notice, before the curse of George Norcross was on him, they were 10-1. They and were and on one. their way to the oh, Super Bowl. They looked great. They were going right back to the Super Bowl. Ever since the owner, another Jew, told security, you tell George Norcross in his executive box to take that Israeli flag down. While fat, stupid, backstabbing Chris Christie sat there and said nothing. That's right, because he was cheering on the Dallas Cowboys that day. Home field right, Philadelphia Eagles, a Shamu El Hefe, Chris Christie, you know, <laughs> cheering on the Cowboys. Security comes up to George Norcross, you got to take the Israeli flag down. George Norcross goes, you got Black Lives Matter flags all over the place. you got to take it down or leave. He goes, yeah, who's going to make me leave? And there was a struggle that ensued. Ever since then, one in four. Look, A.J. Brown decided to do a Steve Carlton and Eddie Murray. (laughs) Wasn't going to talk all week. All of a sudden, they're saying, you know, Sirianni, we thought he was the next uh, Vince Lombardi here. (laughs) He ain't looking too good. The curse I love it. Of George Norcross is upon you, and I will tell you. Jeff Luria. Tommy Jeff Cutlitz. Lurie, I'm sorry. Uh, Tommy Cutlitz, uh, the next, uh, uh, the Mama Luke's going to come off the bench <laughs> yeah. and bring victory. It's going to re- uh, reverse Pasarczyk. Remember Pasarczyk <laughs> against the Eagles. Yes. It's going to reverse that curse. I'm telling you, you deserve it until the Philadelphia Eagles do right by George Norcross.